Due to the nature of this episode, I have been asked to put a content explicit warning. Content of this episode may not be suitable for those under the age of 18, so listener discretion is advised. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that'll really make you think. We're spicing up the rules, mashing up the homebrews, and stirring up the debates. Add a little touch of our own, and you have Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. With your host, the Pirate Captain. It's not because I took on an entire ship by myself and walked away unscathed just off good looks alone. Chef Bolg. I have in my rules for the original AG. Don't be a dick. And Loke the Bard. Lock the Bard. Bans all bards from his campaign. (laughs) That wouldn't go over very well. And without further ado, here are your hosts. Well, that'd be right. We're back for a special Valentine's Day episode. We've got a special guest. As always, I've got me bestest buddies with me, Loke the Bard. Hey, how's it going? And, of course, Chef Bolg himself. Hey! Oh, boy. But our special special guest. We're going to get to him here in a moment. I want to make sure that we're plugging out something. You guys are going to go be at a special location this weekend, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I hear we're going to send you guys over to the Phoenix Emporium. You guys are going to hang out there. Maybe meet some of the wannabe fans and the people that want to kill the pirate captain. (laughs) Probably. More Uh, of them? More. Yeah, I know. There's a whole boat, and we. I, I want to actually. You know what? I want to hold off on the boat boat talk because I have Saturday, May nineteenth. Though we're gonna be over at Phoenix Emporium. They've got a big D and D event. We're gonna be playing D and D over there with you guys. So if you're listening to this, make sure you come out and look at it for us. By the way, come to our Facebook page. Make sure you throw us out a mention there on Facebook. It's fun. We will respond to you, or you can email us, Chef Bolg. And or it's not Chef Bolgan. I've done that again. See, I'm doing it. It's bolganpc at gmail.com. Email us and have us a good time. But now, on to our special guest. A person that we've talked about in the past with his luxurious hair and his tireless first made efforts, you know, co-founder of the Dick Face Pirates, Bacca! Oh, she's pronounced that so wonderfully. Not ah. everyone gets it. Ah. This is our buddy, Bacaw. He is a, like I said, we've told the story, the founding of the Dick Face Pirates, and this is the co-founder of the Dick Face Pirates, and we'll get into that after a bit. But go ahead, Bacaw, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. There's there's so much to tell. All the best of things. And? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Who is the character of Bacaw that, and why was he your favorite? How's that? That's yeah. much better. Thank you. So You leave it open-ended and the chicken can't even figure it out. It can't. It's a small bird brain. You can only ask so much. So I love a character that fills its role really well. And the great thing about Bacaw was a great grappling barbarian, Aarakocra, that would just run out to the front lines, snatch things up, and bring it back to the party to be... Murder hoboed right away and uh, did did a great job at it. Such a good job that you had to have rules implemented on you and your grappling. Yes, it uh, it inspired a permanent rule change for all future campaigns. He was he was so good at it. and just a really fun character to role play. I yeah for, no. for those interested to know, there's not a lot of proficient in athletics or acrobatics monsters. So if and that's what you use for grapple checks and grapple, you know. And without those skills, we they don't use get, our words here. Yeah, they don't get they don't get a bonus. 
<laughs> yeah, pre- pretty much once I got a hold of something, it didn't get away. I think there were two things the entire campaign that that escaped a grapple check. That was that was it. So why didn't you put like more slimes and things that in that nature into the uh, into the campaign? What fun is that? Like, I mean, I mean you we... want to fight big, strong orcs, gelatinous and... cubes, yeah. slimes. Look, I've played enough of Dragon Quest to know you that slimes are good. Metal slimes, start, great way yeah. to farm Metal experience. Slimes, yeah, that's how you do. Yeah. So, yeah, we have uh, our buddy Bacaw. And that's how you pronounce his name. In fact, it's become like a running gag in the entire with the entire group that that's how everybody refers to you now. It's so true. We are glad to have you. Uh, this is our special Valentine's Day. It's a short episode. We're going to talk about a little bit about sex, love, and D and D. And you can't really talk about sex and love without the penis. And that leads into I want you to tell your side because I they, the world has heard my side. They've listened into the intro and I talk about taking on an entire boat with nothing but just good looks alone. It's pretty much what happened. Yeah, uh, you guys have heard my story and how I tell the tale of the mighty founding of the greatest pirates to ever roam the... How many seas are in there, Loke? Quite a few. Okay. Thanks for being very clerical on that one. So, all right, Bacall, tell me, how did the Dick Face Pirates come to be? What a great tale. One of my favorite stories to tell. The greatest story. The greatest story. So I came in at the very tail end of this campaign. I actually think this was the last session and the only one I made it to. I'm pretty sure. Probably something like that. I think so. So as we're we're gearing up to the end, we go, you know, storm the last fortress. And uh, all the party's loot and weapons were in a bag of holding when we got in there. So, good place for them. Great place for them. Because, you know, we all walk in unarmed. Nothing, no threat there. So naturally, negotiations break down in the throne room. And I the, thought I did a really good job negotiating. You, you, really, you really tried. They, I did my they best. They weren't hearing it, though. <sighs> You you have thought it was fake news. That's what it was. Exactly what it was. So our uh, our favorite guard, <laughs> Greg, Greg, good old Greg, Greg, the guard, Greg. wasn't even his name either. That was the worst part about it. I was like, you're Greg now. He was Greg forever. So we we kept calling out Greg to help us. We're like, listen, man, we know you got terrible benefits trying to take care of those kids at the house. Not not even he could be pulled to our side. So uh, the bag of holding was dumped out with the entire loot from the entire campaign dumping out and all of our weapons so the fight ensued and then things moved outside at which point we went and grabbed good old greg who we left unconscious we were we were sure to state you know finish him off with that good non-lethal melee damage stuffed all the loot in the guy's pants and uh made off with him ran out of there where you uh promptly ditched me and climbed out over the wall i was the rogue that you were (laughs) i was securing the exit I was trying to kill the party, so you know. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to get far. I had Greg, who had all the loot. So when everything is said and done, we made it out to the harbor, where I made it up to the ship just in time to see you challenge the captain one-on-one with your one hit point remaining <laughs> from the fight. <laughs> so those of you who don't know, uh, swashbucklers, the greatest rogue of them all, mm. hands down, uh, they use charisma modifier and it actually goes into their AC, making them nigh untouchable. I'm waiting for him to be the rules lawyer that I know he I'm is. I'm almost positive. That's not a thing. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Well, go on and finish telling your story while I look this up. So, as you know, he challenges the captain, who is also a swashbuckling rogue, to a one on one duel, fells him, and uh, we were a little upset at that point as we set sail that Greg wasn't initially. On our side. So uh, we tattooed a dick on his face while he was still unconscious as we sailed away from the port in this burning city. 
And, uh, you know, after a long career of pirating, when we retired, it was only fitting that our right-hand man, Greg, take over. And if the captain has to have a dick on his face, at that point, everybody's got to go ahead and get a dick on their face. And the dick-faced pirates were born. I'm still looking for it, but I know there's something that makes it uh, Master Illustrious Blades. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember, but I know it's off of my roguish good looks is why I, I won that fight. You get some kind of extra like persuasion proficiencies or something that's not great. No. There is a defensive feature. I just can't. I can't I, I'm looking at it, and I think it's Panache, but I, I'd have to look. It's like a huge paragraph that I don't feel like reading it because that takes away from the story. Okay. But it's it's worth looking up. I, I love the Swashbuckler Rogue. They are the most uh, brilliant rogues of all because you know what? Why why stab something good when you can just stab something pretty? <laughs> it's a never better word said by somebody with a low wisdom modifier. <laughs> but oh, anyway, sex, love, and D anD D. We we've all had relationships in this game. Uh, we all have personal relationships. In fact, actually, all of us have have fit. Some sort of category. We have a divorcee, uh, a married guy with no children, a married guy with children, and then there's, you know, the pirate captain. So, yeah. So we always sit here and we think about different relationships that we have with characters and stuff like that. But how do you do that? How do you how do you imagine playing married couples or, or something that's different than what you are? Are you a lifelong bachelor with your characters or are you a uh, are you somebody that has a family that you're trying to get back to, Greg? Which, given the option, he could have always gone back after we retired. He chose not to. We're not the bad guys. We were actually creating jobs. All right, whole pirate fleet of us. <laughs> That's true. So, but what do you guys do usually when we ha- when you guys are creating your character backstory? How do you guys deal with the relationships in that? Well, in, in our group, it's also. I mean, there's a lot of existing relationships. We've got a couple married couples. Who play with us? Yeah, they're married in real life, uh, and father daughter relationships, father son relationships. Yeah, uh, and you know it's always interesting. Like in one of our current campaigns, a husband and wife are playing brother and sister in the campaign. Yep. <laughs> Completely different type that's of gotta, relationship. That's got to be <laughs> awkward. Like when you when they go home at night and it's time to get a little hot and heavy, and they're like, "Yeah, maybe not tonight. I'm still kind of reeling from the <laughs> from the." campaign i watched my brother almost die earlier it's just not happening i right am now. my brother oh god that's worse <laughs> <laughs> oh but what uh, what say ye bulk well um actually in in the uh campaign currently uh we're playing with one of our other dms not with loke uh my wife and i are married in game but as a lesbian couple one is asexual the other is a hypersexual free love type and Can you guess which one's which, folks? You could probably guess wrong. You probably guess wrong. I am the asexual in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna get. I was gonna guess your wife all day being the sexual deviant. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like you, you don't don't discredit the pirate captain. Low wisdom score, high intelligence. But when it when it um when it comes to the relationships in game, I actually try to avoid PC relationships. NPC, sure, you can always have an NPC wife in game. Because that, that raises the stakes for the DM. Now suddenly they have somebody they can target. Not necessarily fridge them, which if you're not familiar with the term, uh, Green Lantern, uh, wife made entirely just to be put in a fridge and be discovered later. Um, not a good trope. But they can be used as a source of drama in the right context. 
So I, I'm all for relationships. Uh, either you can do it between PCs. It's, it's not something I like to usually um, tackle, but NPCs definitely is is a good thing to do. Well, it, and having those relationships, one with the NPC or with other PC groups, uh, they do add to the drama of the game. Um, you know, if if you have a a wife, son, daughter in the village that you, you know you need to protect when the big bad guy comes attacking the village there's a lot more at stake than just a eh, big bad guys attacking random village uh so having those those relationships there add add drama and stakes to the events mm-hmm. so you as the dm how do you deal with these relationships that the players are going to now generate maybe with your npcs because guess who's got to role play that when yeah. You know, Bog over there finds love with that lusty barbarian at the church. Well, I am not a uh, big uh, over overacting. <laughs> we'll we'll do uh, the tell call, every, uh, tell, the old... tell everybody your favorite voice for every dwarf ever, whether it oh, be yeah. male or female. Oh yeah, every dwarf ever it talks like Macho Man. <laughs> Ooh, I, I don't yeah. do the Scottish dwarfs like a lot of people, but that that's another story. Uh, I you know when. You do these relationship scenes. Uh, the movies have like the trope of the the boots on the floor scene. Uh, you know that you know that they just had some you know wild shenanigans, but what you get in the camera shot is just the boot. You know the empty boots. The guy put his boots back on in the morning. You know you don't get a big porno scene, and that that's more the way I DM it. I'm not gonna you know. You're taking the fun out of all of this. Yes. You'll 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 purposely torture characters, but you won't actually, you know, let I'll, them make you I'll won't let, do let the love making scenes. I'll let them have the love making. It's just I'm not gonna play by play it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see a play by play. You roll your performance check and if you did Oh, good, it's a performance. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you now that that's actually a good question. Uh what kind of check is a sex check? Is it a performance? Athletics? Acrobatics? Is it a Arcana check? Uh, performance for Look, the... Look, EDDs, yeah. uh, it's a thing, erectile dysfunction. You might need a little help, all right? So let's uh, get some Arcana in there to make sure you're working. You got to keep things magical in What there. kind of check is it? I oh, go, all I, y'all got quiet. I go, I go with performance. That's that's the charisma. That's the make sure they like it, persuasion, all those kind of things all come yeah, from that what same... If you don't have good dexterity, um, you might miss. Uh, well, yeah. That, well, that's... Uh, that's uh, if you want to get into it, I have the Church of Clay, which is the, the Church of Eroticism. And if you want to be with a cleric, the cleric has to make a series of roles, performance, athletics, um, acrobatics, and sleight of hand. <laughs> sleight of, why sleight of hand? I, I understand <laughs> why sleight of hand, but why sleight of hand? Slide of hand. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That's the whole thing got to be a con save in there somewhere. <laughs> so I, this is what I'm yeah, saying. You know, does she, yeah, is, what, right. what, he or she going to choke? Check, what are you, well, what are you checking for? Are you checking how much the people enjoyed it? That's why it's a performance check. You're asking, you know, uh, what how, am I going to get a round of applause yeah. after I finish the action? Yeah. It's how like a golf did, clap. How long yeah. did this take would be more of a, a constitution save. There you go. Yeah. An endurance check, oh. uh, you know. If I, like, you're, you're you're putting on a show on stage, it's a different, you know. There you go. I mean, if you're standing check. up against the wall, there's probably, you know, athletics or strength yeah. check in there somewhere. All all depends this is how you're why, playing the game. This is why I want the uh, fi- uh this is why I want the Pathfinder skill abilities and stuff back because then I can add like dungeoneering sex check. <laughs> 
Well, uh, that one's going to involve a lot of leather and whips. Yeah, and and in older editions, you had the seduction checks mm-hmm. and the, uh, you know, uh, checks where you're going after uh, se- to seduce. You could seduce the freaking dragon. <laughs> so why can't we like why, why persuasion? May, why can't I can instead of performance? Dragon. Why can't I use persuasion to make and to persuade her into thinking that she got off? Well, you, after you're done, if you did a bad job, you could always use the persuasion to convince her you didn't. <laughs> There's always modify memory. <laughs> <laughs> that works, too. What's the, what's the spell that I used that one time got me a plus three buckler? Because I was like, yeah, you're just going to loan this to me for like the rest of the campaign. There was no spell. You just told him I'll <laughs> give it back later. <laughs> no, there's like a persuasion no, he, spell. He charmed. Did he charm? He, yeah, him? it was a charm spell. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember which charm spell. You couldn't. Um, you couldn't use it to do. You couldn't make them like talk themselves to death. But I could like. I had. It was like a convincing kind of spell. It's yeah. like, oh hey, by well, the it was way, like command or one. It, right. was, it was one of those spells where it was they 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 couldn't do anything to harm themselves, but. They could go ahead and anything that that they would feasibly do in a real scenario, or if there was a, in the realm of possibility, you could convince them to do it. Um, I like I, I I I'll find the spell at some point and post it out somewhere if somebody has a big question about it. It was a fun spell because it was I I wasn't trying to do anything like the price of that shield was ridiculous, and no matter no matter how much of my bardish charisma, as much as I hate being a bard, yeah. I love being a bard. Uh, but I just couldn't get it down. I was like, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just loan this to me, and I'll bring it back. Yeah, and we we had talked about in the past that persuasion is not a charm. It is, it's not a, you know, magic spell that's going to make somebody do something. Uh, you know, you could be the most persuasive, most charismatic person out there. Some things you're just not going to be able to convince somebody who's dead set against it. Um and that that was one of those cases, and then when you add in the magic on top of that, then it does become that um, special case where you can do the impossible. Um, although a lot of the five E charm type stuff has been watered down, where as soon as you your the spell ends, some of them you know minute later, they right away know they were charmed and taken advantage of, and and get angry and all that. So um, I want to see you guys. Uh I'm looking through the skills list right now. You have athletics, acrobatics, sleight of hand, stealth, arcana, history, investigation, nature, religion, animal handling, insight, medicine, perception, survival, deception, intimidation, performance, persuasion. I want to see you guys. I'm going to pick a couple of these that I think would be funny. I want to see. I want y'all to argue how you could turn this into a um, either a sex or love check. Okay. Uh, and we're going to start off easy. I want to see survival. How are you going to turn survival into a sex or love check? Sex with a succubus. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, there yeah, you go. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I said uh, I was going to start easy. But now we're going to kind of like pick it up. Animal handling? <laughs> Furry love. All the, yeah. all the lichen types out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Lycanthropes. Just lycanthropes? You're taking out the minotaurs and everything, the centaurs and... Tabaxi. Uh, tabaxi. Tabaxi. Uh, the aracoa. And uh, what's a, the, everybody's favorite trap-checking bird? Kanku. Good old Kanku. Uh, the Kanku. Um, medicine's easy, too. There was another one I was looking at. I was like, man, this is a religion. Mm-hmm. Explain religion as a sex check in D&D. Catholic girls. <laughs> Your body is a temple. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to get, what? Oh, your body's a temple. 
<laughs> Come on there. You're going to have to elaborate a little bit more on that one, Bog. I mean... But I don't I, have to if, elaborate if, on Catholic if, girls. If, if, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. automatically understood. There is a uh, knee-high socks, man. Knee-high yeah. socks. There mm-hmm. is a category of pornography out there just called ass worship. I'm just saying, <laughs> some people might consider it a religion. Oh, I don't yeah, know. When, but Bulk, when Bulk DMs, he's got the Church of Clay. The Church that of is Clay, a, yep. a, a religious organization of sex. People are going to all worship in different ways. This is going to be a weird first episode for anybody (laughs) that hears this. Like, I knew these. I knew these D and D players were degenerates. Oh god, this is going to be our first explicit episode, isn't it? Probably. Oh, I'm going to have to put a content warning on this one. Oh, but I like I sex sex love in D and D. I think is a great title. I think it's a great topic because we we build these relationships in this game not only with our friends but you ever wonder how many people. Have actually met significant others through D and D. I've known people who have in the past, and and again, like we said, we on our regular weekly game, we have people who are playing with their wife on a regular Saturday night, you know, basis. Yeah, but that's somebody who's already married. You yeah. ever wonder how many people actually meet any somebody out there? Like, well, there's a there's a great. Um, post I remember seeing on Reddit uh, about this kind of topic and one one post I remember reading said that everybody in his, it was a four player group plus the DM everybody in his group was single now they're a polycule a polyamorous relationship amongst all of them we just tr- turned it into a giant orgy at the campfire didn't we that's what they did yeah. yeah so looking at a lot of our group I mean you have a lot of established couples that were coming in already amongst you know the players and you know others the spouses that don't but if you look at just so how a lot of the people in our group mesh, if you had, you know, more coming in that were single, I don't doubt, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. You just want something to happen with you and that luscious hair, don't you? Just anything. Oh, man. You dirty, dirty boy, you. It's just weird because we, we're going to have on here in the next week uh, in our next official episode. This is just a bonus episode we wanted to throw together with our good friend Bacall. Uh, the psychology. Maybe we'll have to ask him about that. Uh, the professor will be in on this upcoming episode. I just want to shout him out real quick. But I, th- I was thinking about that. What, is, like, how many people meet their significant others or just meet start relationships off the game of D and D? You know, I don't want to always be about sex and just love, but you know, you find those, you build those connections. You know, we have like a our our group has like a family bond. Uh, some of you guys are honestly, all of you guys are probably closer to me than my normal family. Uh, because of the amount of time we've spent with each other. Well, one of the things, well, one, it's got to, you got to be playing in a, like a, a game store or a public where you're meeting new people kind of place. Uh, you know, if you're playing at home game with people you've known for 20 years, you're probably not developing new relationships. These are, you know, older relationships. Um, but I, I, and also, you know, it's got to have the, the appropriate, uh, gender sexuality preferences of the yeah. available people uh you know you hear that bulg you yeah. just can't go out there and make love to the ground again yeah hey, if well, there's that's a hole. what bulgs is into <laughs> and that's what he's into uh, no kink shaming we're just saying <laughs> you know oh, they, that, that we, we know what's entirely, on your hard drive <laughs> that brings up an entirely different like topic is is kinks in D&D like we had a uh a uh gimp <laughs> a gimp. Yeah, we had a gimp. We had uh, a dwarf a, a, who followed Bolg around 
And, you know, he would wake up in the morning with a sore asshole. That would be because they were sleeping in the was same tent. Was this your doing there, Bacaw? No, no, that, that one wasn't no, me. No, that, <laughs> was the, that, was, um, that was the boulder. That was the boulder. It was the boulder. The boulder. He gets a free mention on this episode. He was a Vondel the Fondler, so, you know. <laughs> Oh, he's uh, we I got to get him in here at some point. The Boulder's probably one of our like he. You want to talk about a relationship that was built out of nowhere and has has grown to be something that I I never saw that one coming. Um, it was the Boulder's relationship with us because he when I first met him he was very shy and out, mm-hmm. outgoing, and then somebody sat him down next to me and that was the end of it. Though, it, it, the very first campaign he ever played in was with another DM. Um, we haven't really shouted out that much, but he is, he's, we'll call him the Air Force guy right now. Because even though we've got the Air Force guy right here in with us, he was like in the Air he's Force actively. Air Force guy. Yeah. You can't um, really say that because you got two Army guys in here. We're the real, we're the, the real, real heroes. Brand. Yeah. Doing all the work out there. <laughs> but that first campaign, uh, our group was called the Wankers. You can thank me for that. Um, but he, he had three wish spells. His very last wish spell was that he wanted to be the greatest wanker alive. And DM's like, okay, you just pull him down and start going to town. <laughs> well, also, we had a, a plus eight butt plug that we gave him that made him enamored with my character. Uh, yeah, this is why we're not allowed to uh, let you guys be free reign anymore. We have to dial it back in. Well, we, don't have anybody, we don't have anybody under the age of 18 that plays. I mean, we did, but, you know... They were there with adult supervision, as they should have been. Yeah. With, with both their parents were there when they were, and they are now over eighteen. They yes. were borderline yeah. to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've done. And they weren't there for this wanker. No, 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 no. no that was no, well before that, their yeah. time. That was actually I I came in at the end of that campaign. That's when I officially met everybody. Uh, that was the one that when we've had James in here. That was when we, we were in the. I don't remember which level of hell it was, and I was it was pride. And I was like, oh, we the two tanks of the party spent the entire level fighting with each other about who was the better one. It was kind of like a Zoro Sanji kind of vibe. And uh, uh, James's character took off all of his armor, and he's like, I'm going to fight this thing without any armor. I was like, fine, I'm just going to piss all over your armor. So that was a good one. I miss that. <laughs> uh, that was my, my that was, first introduction to James. That was That, that campaign was just insane all around. Um, but those are, you know, these are the relationships you build inside and outside of the campaign. Cause look at that. We've been playing together for what, five years now, mm-hmm. something like that. Cause I got back from mm-hmm. Africa in about 2016. So yeah, it's been about five years. You know, I, we've all grown, um, you know, some of your kids are closer to being nieces and nephews to me than, than anything else. Oh, I was, uh, because the first time you ever played D and D or something equivalent, was that with, um, me, you, Ba, and uh, the crew. The crew. That was. That was the first time. That was the one. So that was, you know, when we were all living in the same house. God, seven people in a fucking house. It was good Ooh. times. Yeah, uh, and that was, you know, nine, ten, nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was back um, two thousand nine ish because that was yeah. when Demon Souls came out. Mm-hmm. We were playing that. Don't remind me. <laughs> I, I like I just think about it though, because this is like I said, this is a, a Valentine's Day episode. We're talking about sex, love, and D and D. We've got our good buddy Bacaw in here. Uh, we're talking about relationships. I too weird to think. I tell you, one of my favorite relationship moments of this entire group. It's not that my best friend who refuses to come on this podcast, even though he probably listens to it, which I hope he does. Um, 
I, I tell you, one of my favorite relationship moments was the moment between me and Baka's daughter and her biologically blood uncle, Bolg. I had shown up to, uh, we were having some kind of cookout somewhere. And it was at a. I think it was a birthday party, wasn't it? Or something? Something like that. But Bolg walked in. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right in front of you, <laughs> and you were right behind him. So what it was was Bolg walked in, and and Bacaw's daughter, Nugget, looked up and saw <laughs> looked up and saw her uh, Bolg's wife, we ha- who hasn't gotten a name yet because she hasn't been on the podcast, and goes, Aunt Chicken Strip. And just look, and is excited to see her, and then she looks at Bolg, and then looks at PC. That's me, uh, and goes, oh, Uncle PC, and runs and jumps and hugs me. Runs right by Bolg. Known this person for years, you know, was the first literally one. Literally her whole life. Yeah, <laughs> literally the what the second, second person, person the whole, whole life. ever. And runs right by, right into Uncle PC's arms. Just, just to really paint a clear picture here, Bolg dropped down to one knee and, you know, opened arms his arm, <laughs> waiting for that embrace, and she just curved right around him and went to the captain. Should have got the, you should have got Nuggets Froyo. All right, that's what it was. That's true, but like, but these are the relationships you build. Like, I D and D is so good about this. And hey, anybody else have anything about relationships before we move on to another topic? I mean, it's just the fun, the stuff you come in, you know, when you're making a character, when you get, you know, with, hey, you know, let's have this dynamic. Like, uh, what was the one the one campaign you were the barbarian that was the servant? To, oh, no, uh, I wasn't a barbarian. I was a monk. I was the butler. To, yes. I was butler to my best friend's character. Yes. And, yep. it was, and we, we even role played. He's like, I don't want to put on my pants. Sir, you have to put on your pants. And we're literally going through the whole motions of him, like, fighting like a toddler trying to put pad, pants on. I was like, this is why I should use buttons. And not zippers or something like I don't remember. I don't know. I don't have kids, so it's hard for me yeah, to tell you. True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, in our current campaign, currently they're not an item, but I know eventually the uh, the dynamic is to be that uh, my wife's character and one of our friends' characters are going to end up together so that they can uh, play either a half elf or a dwarf. Um, abominations. Yeah, abominations. In the uh, <laughs> we got to stop mixing things, right? This yeah. is just not getting. It's well, not the, the they were told before we started the current campaign that the intention next campaign will be a legacy campaign where they will be descendants of whatever they make in this campaign. So aren't they a bunch ahead. of car- aren't they a bunch of carnies in this yes, campaign? Yes, in this campaign they st- they started so as carnies. something inbred. Yeah. So no offense. When they were p- designing their their characters and their backgrounds and their plans. They had to keep this in mind. Well, Bolg's wife and one of our other players both decided that for those future campaign, they wanted to be dwarfs. Yeah, uh, you know, half half elf, half dwarf. How far in the future are we talking? They haven't been told. I know yeah, how. So far there's it's a lot of there's knows. a lot of inbreeding going on yeah. here. Something kind of like reminiscent of Alabama. But yeah, they were they were just told that they will eventually, assuming they survive be descendants of the characters from this campaign in the next campaign. Uh, you know, so pl- when they picked their race, they didn't want to pick something that they didn't want to play again or at least half of. I'm uh, glad I didn't submit my character for this campaign because then I get to come in walking free out there and being whatever I want to be. Yeah. But, yeah, so they, they, from the very beginning, plan that eventually those care And so when they're doing their role play sessions – 
that right now they have, you know, other than they're like a coworker relationship. Give me but that during those ro- yeah. check. During those relationship mo- role play moments, they slowly will build up over the course of the campaign with the intentions that they would one day wind up together. Um, uh, and it, 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 it's entertaining. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just like watching people have those awkward conversations out loud, don't you? Yeah. Okay. That, that's, <laughs> um, that, that, um, that circles back around to another point is sexuality. Uh, because my character doesn't have that relationship with anybody in the uh, game currently, but she does have an elf that is part of her act that she has sexual relationships with. And that comes down to what I do as a player to prepare for uh, role play in terms of sexuality. I have a chart where I roll on it, and it's got like gender, sex, uh, sexuality, romanticism, that kind of thing. And then this He's the one that has an itinerary for sex night. Yeah. No, I do not. I'm glad you have a whole chart that you roll on. But it, it makes it so that it's more... You randomize characters more than any of us. So it makes it I random. So I'm not playing the mean. same thing over and over. And I'm not just a, a cisgender, you know, the same character every time. But this one, she's pansexual but aromantic. She doesn't, she's not interested in relationships. Uh, but sex is, you know, fun for her. So yeah. she's going to do that one way or another, but not have interpersonal relationships. I don't think you know how sex works. And and now you know why but, <laughs> I do the boots on the floor. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah. Uh, Thank you for everybody for that one. Also, apparently the girl is a uh, is a uh, say, uh, masochist, masochist, so when she yep. gets cut by my knives, she's getting excited. So <laughs> the more engaging the performance... I almost want to hit the sound at the end this episode before I become <laughs> scarred for listening to it. Um, well, I do want to go ahead and end this. This was a short episode, so... I appreciate everybody who's been tuning into this one. We it's a special Valentine's Day episode with our buddy Bacall, who we'll have back. So, well, thank you for coming in for a short one. That's you. Is that me? That is you. Oh, that's me. And as always, say goodbye, Bog. Goodbye, Bog. And goodbye, Loke. See ya. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening to Chef Bog and the Pirate Captains' recipes for everything. Featuring Loke the Bard, of course. Make sure you go find us on Facebook to see what old concoctions Bog is cooking up in the kitchen. And if you want your emails read, then email us at bogandpc at gmail.com. And as always, happy adventures. guys got anyone special? Yeah, well, I'm pretty special. No, no, like a girlfriend, boyfriend, lover? Nay, I be single myself, minus a woman here or two, and an octopus now and then. What do you mean by lover? Well, you know, uh, birds and the bees, uh, the beast with two backs. I think I grabbed one of those by the face ones. You, you don't have anyone you love? Oh, well, I'm sure. Who be that? For me! No, no. What I mean... All right, Bog, what the hell be going on I over there? I need barbecue sauce for that chicken!